DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're broadcasting live from the National Football Foundation Golf Tournament. We are joined now by Eric Jacobson, the president-elect of the NFF Utah chapter, and Kevin White, Utah State radio analyst. Guys, good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's uh, nice and balmy out here. <laughs> it's a little brisk right now, but it's going <laughs> to warm up later. Uh Eric, let's start with you. The National Football Foundation. What is the best part of the NFF? What do they do here in the Utah chapter that makes you want to spend some time and be the president-elect? <laughs> the National Football Foundation um, supports football in every way. And uh, the new motto for the National Football Foundation is future of football. And um, there's just a lot of challenges, especially um, in today's world with football growing and those that support it so the national football foundation from a national level does a fantastic job here on the local level we do a great job of supporting high school football of um, really promoting the good things that football offers and, and what it means on a on a national level and even on a local level and in the opportunity of supporting athletes and giving scholarships we give out anywhere from 12 to 14 scholarships a year and I've done so for the last 26 years and it continues on our level to to grow and become more and more popular and and um, the support continues to grow so that scholarship stuff you talk about it is providing high school kids with the opportunity to go to college absolutely yep yeah and it's it's really interesting uh, PK that uh, with uh, with our scholar award winners when you look at these kids the average gpa is about 3.95 average act is around 28 29 and every single one of these kids are first team all-staters and so i mean high quality kids that uh, become future leaders in our community great husbands and fathers it's really what we're trying to promote is is the future leaders of america and there's nothing that does that better than than football and uh High school football in the, uh, the state of Utah is getting better and better and better. Now we can keep our good high school players in state. That's going to be one of the challenges. So I get emails from the National Football Foundation uh, every year, and they're tracking the growth of the sport. There's always a record number of schools playing, as more schools add. And they track that it's more you know, at every division, every level, NAIA, NCAA. Here in the West, though, we have seen some schools dropping it. We've seen J.C. football kind of you know retreating in numbers with the Arizona schools getting out is there anything the NFF tries to do to support the schools that are that are wavering a little bit in, in their commitment to it I don't think there's a, a financial way to support it but just in um, in recognition and in bringing um, spotlight to what football does and the importance of it to um, to a community to a school um, and even the importance just to growing young men so just bringing a spotlight to the good things that football brings. Um, you have Mothers for Football. They've done a really good job on a national ad campaign from that standpoint. Um, pushed for a long time that football matters to each and all of us. And in um, what they do nationally, just in the awards they give and that national um, convention that they have each year and the College Hall of Fame is tied to the College Football Hall of Fame. So they do a really good job of promoting and bringing spotlight to the good things that football offers. Hey, you know, it's interesting that the, all the, the award Kevin, winners. You, oh, I'm sorry, PK, go ahead. You, Kevin, you touched on that, man. 
as is it a little bit of a double-edged sword you're bringing attention to the state of high school football and and i went on and looked on your uh, twitter account and you've got a bunch of kids that you highlight and you're right the G, you said i think it's three five i look like the gpa the average three gpa was three eight five i mean these kids here with their remarkable accomplishments as young people really gives you hope to the future but i'm wondering it's also bringing attention and it's bringing in recruiters from outside the state and then kids are leaving and it kind of bothers me to an extent i mean i appreciate what they're doing and wouldn't uh uh criticize anybody taking advantage of it but like you i'd love to see our kids stay home no doubt. And, uh, you know, many of them do uh, stay here at the local schools. And many of these kids, you know, their last opportunity to play football is going to be at the high school level. I mean, we're talking about kids from 1A to 6A that are our award winners. And, uh, and you know, you get a kid from Rich High School or a kid from, uh, a kid from Corner Canyon. I mean, these kids are so impressive. They're, the ability to go on and get their college education, that's really what it's all about. But, you know, make no mistake about it. Every year we've got the, the Mr. Football or the, the you know, MVPs of each classification that are going to be award winners for us because most of these kids are high achieving both in the classroom and on the football field. And, and yeah, we'd love to keep a guy like uh, Haloti Nada here in, in, <laughs> in the state of Utah. But, uh, you know, when you get the Sewell kids going to Oregon and you get, you know, it's great for the state to get that amount of recognition. But, uh, you know, our, our schools in the state of Utah are filled with the kids and the award winners that we have every single year as well. And, and the great thing about football is it just enhances the lives of these young men. It enhances the communities in where they live, and it just adds value to them moving forward. And there's nothing easy about football, not from the minute you put a pad on till the minute the season's over. It's hard. And the only day you don't hurt is the day before you put pads on. But that's life, and football teaches life better than any other sport and then it just enhances them academically it enhances them socially and it gives them the skill set they need to go on beyond football like Kevin said most of us most of football players play till high school and don't have a chance at the next level but what they learn in high school carries with them through their whole lives you know it's uh it's interesting with the coaches out of state you know figuring out that they should come to Utah and recruit and, and PK, going to the Pac-12 Media Days, has talked to uh, Stanford's coach, uh, David Shaw, about this. And he's like, oh, no, there's, there's really academic kids and really athletic kids, and that combo's hard to find. So I'm coming to Utah. I'm coming back. I'm coming often. I'm waiting for the other highly academic schools to figure that out. Yeah. And it's a little easier for Stanford because they're in the conference and they see the results Utah's getting. They've played BYU. But do you think Northwestern, Duke, Rice, Vanderbilt, I mean, you can go down the yeah. list, it's like – at some point, they're going to figure it out, too. And they're further away, so maybe that's a factor, but you know, it's like a hurdle that can be cleared. Our, our top award winner last year was Cole Hagen from Corner Canyon, who ends up at Yale. So, but we've had uh, Dallas Lloyd, who played at Stanford, and, mm-hmm. and Sean Barton, who played at Stanford. And, you know, we've got a bunch of these kids that have gone on to those kinds of academic institutions and have had great football careers as well. That's what this promotes. It's all about academics. It's all about athletics. And it's about... Uh, how you serve in your community. And every year, our award recipients, where they separate themselves, because they're all great football players, mm-hmm. they're all great in the classroom, where they separate themselves is in what they're doing in the community, their service that they're providing. And so we grade each player and each award recipient based upon those three ca- uh, categories. And every year, it comes down to what they've done in the community. And when you see the accomplishments that they've done in their community, with their, you know, serving their school, or their f- fellow students, or fellow, uh, you know, some have done 
refugee trips and different mm-hmm. things. I mean, these kids are just so impressive in what they're doing, and they're actually a great example to the rest of their schoolmates within their own school and community. So uh, it just there's nothing but good that comes out of this foundation. All right, let's get to the hardcore, guys. How good the Aggies going to be this year? <laughs> Do you want me to take that one, Eric? Yeah, you've, I think you're <laughs> better prepared than I am. Oh. <laughs> the body language is too bad this is radio. That was awesome, Eric. That was, that was so, spectacular. PK, you know, Scotty and I have talked a lot about this. And, uh, um, you know, I think that Gary is really, really excited about 2021. <laughs> um, you know, when you looked at the schedule and you've got all the, the, the power teams from the western side of the, the, the conference and you had Boise, you got to go to Boise, you got to go to Colorado State, you got to go to Wyoming, this, this year set up for a – Kind of a five and uh, five and five or six and six, kind of a five hundred season, I think, for for Utah State. And then, obviously, you lose Jordan Love, you lose Gerald Bright, you lose a bunch of receivers. But you know what? You got a bunch of offensive linemen that are all coming back for their junior year this year, and you get Andy Koch back at left tackle, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you get a little bit of optimism when you get Jason Shelley that transfers in. So you've got a couple of wide receivers that you got transferring in. Uh, you should be really good in the defensive secondary. Okay at linebacker. Defensive line, you got to reload on. So, and there's a bunch of positions out there that are unknown, and I think it kind of sets up for a, a 500 season. But you know, you never know with everything that's going on. Um, you know, are people going to be ready to play? And and I know that Gary's got the group practicing hard and, and getting him ready to go. So we'll see if when the schedule comes out, hopefully this week, where we need to go and where who's going to come to us. I'm guessing that uh, we'll still have to go to Boise and Colorado State and Laramie. Those will be tough places to play for sure. So. Um, I'm hoping for a little bit better than six and six. Uh, well, what do we get? Eight games, four and four, and possibly a bowl opportunity. That would be a win for this year's uh, 2020 Aggie football team. Okay, Eric. Now let's get to the Utes. <laughs> Your Utes. Eric's a Ute from the 80s. So, what are your expectations with the uh, with an All Pac-12 conference schedule here? Not knowing for sure who the crossover game is going to be, but guessing Oregon. <laughs> I just had to guess. You know, um, I don't know a lot about the particulars up on the hill. I do know that uh, with Kyle that we'll play like crazy. Uh, we have really good players and consistently have really good players. I think the best example of that is how many we put in the draft mm-hmm. every year, um, which you know goes to the talent level and the development of, of players. So I assume that we'll have a good chance or we'll win the South and hopefully get a chance to play in the Pac-12 championship game again and, and get over the hump. So we'll be prepared, and we've got really good players, and we figured out how to win a lot of football games. So I figure we'll be in the Pac-12 championship game and get over the hump and see what happens after that. Hey, we need to broker a, a crossover game with Utah State in Utah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Love to do that at some point. Eric's looking a little reluctant here. Again with the body language. It doesn't translate on radio, but I'm enjoying it here. (laughs) Okay, here's a toss-up question for you both. How about this? The Cougars are 2-0. Is it the Cougars or is it Navy and Troy? How good are they? (laughs) I'll give give an opinion. bailout mode. Eric, you handle this one. (laughs) Uh, They're pretty darn good. I mean, they've got... Everybody back on their offensive line, and it's it's showing right now. They're manhandling people up front, and their defensive front. I thought Saturday night was was lights out as well. I, they're really good up front, and so they're going to give everybody that they play 
a lot of challenges because they're going to dominate both sides of the line of scrimmage. So I think that, uh, you know, with the schedule that they have, I think they've got a chance to, to go undefeated. Then the question we'll all be talking about is should they be in the college playoff, which everybody down in this valley likes to talk about, that's for sure. But uh, I don't know. I think Troy's actually pretty good. Navy, they came back and got a win against Tulane, you know, came back from way behind. And so they'll always play hard. But BYU is really, really good. There you go. <laughs> Eric does not want to weigh in on that. <laughs> no confidence. As a former, you, you can't weigh in on BYU. <laughs> You know, yeah, you're kind of, isn't it the saying, you are what your record says you are? So there you go. All right, there it is. Pride a compliment out of Eric. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> All right, guys, hey, we appreciate a, a few minutes. Good luck with the golf tournament today and uh, with your work awarding scholarships going forward. Thanks a lot. Thanks okay. for your support. Yep.